This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's time for Tuesday Terror here on the Mutual Audio Network. Be sure to leave the lights on while you listen. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The following program is rated PG. Please be advised that what you're about to hear may contain mature themes, mild uses of bad language, and some instances of violence which may be unsuitable for younger listeners. Parental guidance is suggested. This is a presentation of Dream Realm Enterprises, where dreams are our reality. Welcome to Dream Realm Enterprises Horror Anthology Series, Tales from a Dark Realm. This episode is titled, Fear in the Forest, and it was written by Jonathan Patrick Russell. The story is read and narrated by Shane Harris. My name is Jack. My friend Mike and I had decided to take a hike into the woods that day. It was the middle of October. Halloween was just around the corner but I had no idea I'd have my own scary story to tell. All Mike and I wanted to do was take a short hike that day. We hadn't even planned to go very deep into the forest. We just started walking and talking, you know, like you do. And before we knew it, we'd walked for quite a number of miles. We knew this when we realized that the sun was just starting to drop just above the horizon over top the mountains before us. That's when we stopped and decided that we should probably turn and head back the way we came. But there was only one problem. We didn't quite recognize where we were. We'd been walking so long and just chatting away that we hadn't noticed that we'd wandered so deep. We must have made a few turns on our walk, just instinctively. How could we be so absent-minded? Not that it was a big deal, or at least that's what we thought at the time. It's not like we hadn't hiked in these woods before. It's not like we were a couple of schoolboys or complete noobs to hiking in the woods. We were smart. We were experienced outdoorsmen, weren't we? That was the thought process, anyway. We didn't quite know where we were, but we made the quick decision to try and find our way back to the road. We couldn't have wandered too far off the beaten path, could we? Well, regardless, we started back. We walked a while and felt pretty confident. But the more we walked, the darker it started to get. Daylight was running out quite quickly. This really didn't worry us. We'd find our way back, surely. The road couldn't be too far, could it? There was an edge to the atmosphere, I had to admit. Not that that made any sense at all. I mean, what could be so serious? Our situation didn't seem desperate at all. But the more we walked, the less confident I felt about things. Mike felt the same way, I could tell. (laughs) 
He was a lifelong friend, and so I knew his mood just by looking at his face. He, too, was becoming uneasy. Not that he'd admit it. When I asked him about it, he was in full denial. Oh, no, we're not lost, he said. We're close to the road. We have to be. But I know he wasn't so certain. Just like me, he had this sense that things were not typical. This situation was not quite as normal as we both hoped it was. And that's when things really got strange. We couldn't help but notice this strange smell. Something so foul that neither of us had smelled before. And then things got quiet. The forest seemed empty. Like all the animals and insects just vanished into thin air. You could hear a pin drop. Or, to be more accurate, you could hear a branch break. Which we did. I won't lie, and I'm not exaggerating. Things got spooky. Very spooky. We both stopped in our tracks and just listened for a while. But, like the real men we are, we brushed it off. Pretended it was perfectly normal. We started walking again, confident we'd find our way back to the road in a minute or or so. We didn't. We'd walked some time. It, it was dusk now, almost dark. Luckily, Mike had thought to bring his flashlight, the small one he kept in his jacket pocket for just such an occasion. I had my cell phone, which provided some small amount of light, but there was no service. We knew that going in. We were up a hollow in the mountains, cut off, but we hadn't worried about it. We'd been in the area many times. We never got lost. Until now. Everything was okay, though. That is, until I made one stupid mistake. I had a call of nature, which meant stepping off the path to slip behind a tree to relieve myself. I took one step too many. I didn't see the soft patch of ground near the tree I'd chosen. I went down like a a ton of bricks, and I felt a snap. I'd sprained my ankle bad. Boy, did it hurt. Mike knew this as he heard me yelp out loudly in pain. He made a point of yelling at me. I was a big baby. Well, maybe I I was, but he didn't know how much it hurt. He helped me up off my ass. I leaned against the tree and relieved myself and then tried to hobble to where he was waiting for me. It was no good. I couldn't put much pressure on my foot for the pain in my ankle. I did a number on myself, that's for sure. Mike tried his best to be my crutch, but it really slowed us down. Bless him. I had to sit down, so I insisted we take a break. We found an old rotten tree that had fallen over years before, and I had a seat. That's when things got really scary. It just felt like the forest was closing in on us as dusk turned quickly to dark. Everything was quiet at first. Then we started hearing the movement of branches and brush, as if the forest itself was coming to life and approaching us slowly, creepily. Mike and I looked at each other as if hoping one could somehow reassure the other. 
we remained silent, just listening to these noises. Every tiny step practically made us jump. Each new brush through the bushes put us more and more on edge. And just as we thought it couldn't get much worse, that's exactly when it did. The next sound we heard nearly made my heart stop. It was this low, guttural vocalization. But it didn't sound like any animal I'd ever heard before. In fact, it didn't really sound like an animal at all. It was more akin to a long, drawn-out belch. But it echoed around the forest like a loudspeaker system had been turned on. Mike literally peed his pants. I could hear it. And the look in his eyes told me just how frightened he was. And just when I thought it couldn't get any worse, that's when we heard thunder. We both yelled in fear at that moment, and then the rain started. Not only did it rain, but it poured. And as if all that weren't enough, we heard what I can only describe as a, a loud, slow hiss. I looked at Mike. He looked at me. I could tell he'd had enough. He expressed how he felt it could not possibly get any worse. And then we heard the crack of wood again. Only this time, it was louder. Closer. Mike stood straight up. He looked around and saw it. I also saw it. At first, I couldn't tell exactly what we were looking at. It was no flesh and blood animal. That I can tell you for sure. I couldn't even describe it as flesh and blood. It moved very organically, but the texture was that of a plant or a tree. But what the hell was it? We had no clue. But there is a word that comes to mind now after the fact. Elemental. Was it tree and root? Was it a living plant? Was it the very forest come to life to terrorize us? I cannot say. But terrorized we were. Mike had clearly had enough. I could see it in his eyes. It was fight or flight, and he made a split-second decision. It was going to be fight. He looked at me. Then he turned and looked at the creature. I heard him let out a guttural yell, something from deep within his soul, something almost primal. And then he got to his feet and started running towards the beast. Beast? It was the only word I could come up with for this creature and my friend was running towards it with blood in his eyes and fire in his veins. It was him or the beast. That was the decision he'd made in that moment. Man or beast? Which would win this showdown? Sadly, that night, man was too weak. I saw what could only be described as a root come from the ground and attached to this creature. The beast lashed out, and my friend Mike was impaled on this root. It went clean through him. Blood splashed onto my face and chest. I was covered in it. I saw Mike turn as, as if with one final determined effort, and he looked back at me. A helpless, confused look was upon his face. One moment he was looking me in the eye, and the next, he was de dead. I then saw the beast flex, and I watched Mike's body explode and, and shred flesh 
blood, and bone all went flying in all directions. Wasn't much left of my friend after that. And I had the cold, terrorized realization that I was next on the menu, so to speak. The creature bent forward. It had no physical facial features to speak of, but I could imagine that it did as it lowered its head and roared at me. This was no animal roar, but something almost demonic that wailed at me. My blood ran cold. I thought I was about to die. I didn't have time to even think about it or to decide on some fruitless plan of defense. The only action that my mind and body came up with was to run. Yeah, my ankle hurt like hell, but it was either run or die. So run I did. I didn't think about the pain. In fact, I didn't think at all. What I did from this moment on was all pure instinct. Instinct and fear. And the one defining thought, survival. I wanted to live. There was no time to size up the situation to form a plan of attack. There wasn't even a moment to question or think of anything. It was all movement, and that I did out of pure desperation. I could feel the creature on my heels all the way. I had no idea where I was running to. I had no sense of direction at all. My sole instinct was to just run, to run and keep on running until either I dropped and it killed me or until I somehow escaped. I didn't even have the time to think about the fear the pure terror that I know I was experiencing, but it was all moving at warp speed. I continued to run. I could hear the beast behind me all the while, but I, I didn't stop running until suddenly everything stopped. I had come to a decline in the earth. I was moving so fast that I didn't realize at first that I had tumbled right down an embankment. I dropped like an anvil onto the hard ground below. It was made up of dirt and rock, and it would be some time later before I would realize just how much the impact had hurt. I had hit hard, and then I just laid there. I could hear the creature in the woods, but it wasn't as close as I had imagined it must be. It was still in there, though, and clearly it was pissed. I could hear this thing screaming and screeching. I could hear the anger and savage desire to kill. It was the most frightening thing I'd ever heard in my life. It was quite the wake-up call to my stunned mind, but it was somewhere in the distance, still in the forest, still desperate to find me, on the hunt. I could hear it in the distance, but lucky for me, it seemed now to be getting further away from me. Somehow. I'd gotten lucky. Somehow, it had lost my scent, as it were, and it was moving away from me at speed. I breathed a, a sigh of relief, and then I took stock of my surroundings. I was on a dirt road, and it had to leave to the paved road we'd driven on. I was nearly home free. So I pulled myself together, at least as much as I could. And then I pulled myself back up onto my feet. This is when the adrenaline rush started to wear off because I could now start to feel the pain again. My ankle was messed up pretty bad. 
but I didn't let it stop me from heading back toward the main road where I knew I'd find my truck. After what seemed like an eternity, I finally found my truck where I'd left it. I climbed in and locked the doors, pulled out the keys and put them in the ignition. I expected the engine to stall, just as you would see in a horror film, but luck was on my side again, and the engine cranked over. I threw it into gear and got the hell out of there, and some miles away down the mountain, I pulled over on the side of the road and took my cell phone out and called the police to report that my friend Mike was missing. I didn't tell them what happened, just that Mike had gotten lost in the woods. Eventually, the authorities came, searched the area where we'd taken our hike, but nothing was ever found of my good friend Mike. No bones, no blood, no DNA. That was 20 years ago now. And it's as if Mike vanished from the face of the earth. He hasn't been seen or heard from since. And I, I will always wonder, what was that thing in the forest? What really happened to Mike? Was it all just a bad dream? <laughs> well, if it was, I must have lost my mind. Because I know Mike was a real person. He has a family who misses him and a friend who will always wonder what kind of hell spawn took him that night. Did he really die in those woods at the hands of some elemental creature? Or did he just get lost somewhere in the darkness? The End This has been Shane Harris presenting Tales from a Dark Realm from Dream Realm Enterprises. Tonight's story was titled Fear in the Forest, which was written by Jonathan Patrick Russell. The post-production editor, sound designer, director, and producer was Jonathan Patrick Russell. Join us again soon for another frightening story. The music for this production was provided by Kevin McLeod. The story editor was Maria Mazur. Some sound effects used in this production were obtained from zapsplat.com. program is copyright 2022 all rights reserved and is brought to you by dream realm enterprises always warping to new dimensions you're listening to tuesday terrors on the mutual audio network 
Tomorrow is our weekly anthology for science fiction and fantasy as Lothar Tuppen brings you Wednesday Wonders. Subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of amazing audio, or find the Wednesday Wonders feed in your favorite podcast player. And thank you for listening, everybody. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.